Um, hello, everybody. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram to the left. Uh, this is our live Q&A diabetes show. Uh, we are recording on the podcast. What's up to everybody listening in on the podcast? Hope that walk or that run or that workout is going great. We're about to learn a lot on uh, diabetes today. We got some great questions throughout the, the week. Um, and we'll go ahead and I'll remind everybody, uh, if you have a question for Andy, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram over here, um, you can go ahead and, and put that in the comments, uh, comment section on, on Instagram, and then comment section on Facebook and YouTube. What's up, man? <laughs> I had to do the, I had to do the intro. You are so connected. I'm not kidding you. Your online connection is out of this world. We're uh, we're everywhere. Say hi, say hello to hello. Instagram. How's it going, Instagram? Um, it's been a long time since I've had you, Instagram. I remember the days when I had an Instagram, um, and the days I had Facebook, and and yet here I am in the real world. Yep. You know, you. and, and that's okay. I'm glad you're connected. This is good. We're so connected. We're we're everywhere. Uh, and I'm excited to do this show. We're we're just trying these new times out. This is at seven. Um, so this is, can you guys, can you guys hear us if, um, if you can give us a what, what <laughs> I know Instagram can hear us. Uh, if you guys can, can hear us on, uh, um, Rachel, there we go. Can you guys hear us on Facebook? Just give me, just give me something. Um, let me know that, that everything is okay. Can I get a witness? You know, we've got, what's, what's interesting about, uh, about doing this show at, at in the evening around seven seven thirty, Clarissa, thank you. Yes, thank yes. you. Hello, Clarissa. Um, we appreciate you. Um, whoever's with us, we appreciate you guys. Uh, Robin, what's going on? Robin uh, Riddle in the house. Robin Riddle is in the house. Soon to be. Uh, what are we going to call it? The Robin Riddle Show. The Robin Riddle Show. So um, she's um, going to be on a podcast very soon. Very with soon. Doctor Rogers, as we call him, Papa Doc, Papa Bear, mm-hmm. um, to talk about some peptides, which is awesome. And Robin is our a new provider, our new nurse practitioner. Um, in Knoxville, and I've been working with her. The, she's We're raising Lord, the roof. She's the friggin' bomb. She y'all. is the bomb. Sk- go ahead and just get on the schedule with her. I already have. I started treatment with her today. Do, do, <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah. Do you think she's going to be the one who can get me to do Botox? I I would hope so. Because yes. you have failed. You then, have, if you tempt me one more time, <laughs> I will bring that needle home and put it in your face faster than you'd like it to. So yes, we uh, yes, she might be the one to convince you. I, I I hope so because I've been I've been wanting to get Botox forever, and and I feel like I I've gotten some resistance. Like you've told me I don't need it. This is the five stages of grief. What denial? He says first? he says I don't need it. Um, yes. Dennis, what's going on? Thank you for being here. We've got a good crowd. We've good got crowd. A, we've got a great crowd here uh, at 7 p.m. We actually we have a we have a live crowd um, inside of our our studio, which AKA the apartment. We got uh, Kyle in the back there, uh, and yeah. we got we got Todd, Todd to the left. Todd is to, um, to the left. So with you know with with this new time, we've got lots of people involved, which is great. So um, so we're gonna go ahead and get to the show, guys. We got some people here. Um, and I'll remind everybody if you got diabetes questions, if you got, um, hair questions for for Andy, go ahead and put those in the comments. (laughs) Um, and we will get this rolling. Rachel, you think I need Botox? Yes. That's over on Instagram. Um, okay. I, you're probably right. All right, here we go. First question. 
I am getting a CAT scan with contrast and I have diabetes. Are there any worries or concerns? What's your response to that? Um, I really think that you actually have to say CT because it's offensive to the cat community to say cat scan. So we want to be really sensitive to that. I know uh, Rachel does have a cat, so we really just want to make sure that all you cat lovers out there, uh, we don't mean offense by having a cat scan. It could be any sort of scan. It could be a dog scan, a cat scan. We don't want to discriminate. Uh, CT. <laughs> Was that funny? I thought that was hilarious. Is it actually? Is that actually a, a CT scan? It's <laughs> a CT scan. It's a cat scan. You're You're right. Sorry, I saw a cat. I thought it was funny. Okay, yes. <laughs> and getting to it. So a CT scan. So a CT scan with contrast. So this is dye that they put in to help illuminate. And uh, it, it gives you a little bit more definition when you get a picture. CT scan is an image. It's a picture of what's happening of the soft tissue in your body. So it goes in, takes slices of your body and pictures, and gives you an output and a reading. Metformin is contraindicated with CT scans. So that with diabetes, you want to look at your diabetes medication list because there's certain ones that hurt can hurt the kidneys and contrast dye in renal failure patients can exacerbate the kidneys and put you in acute renal failure. So you want to check your metabolic panel and your renal and your renal function. Make sure that you are filtering well with something called a GFR. You want to see if you're on metformin, you can take it up till you get a CT scan with contrast and then you have to stop taking it 48 hours afterwards and recheck and make sure that you're still perfusing. That is protocol. Metformin, a rare side effect of metformin, but the most important bad adverse event that can happen is lactic acidosis. So the breakdown, it puts glucose where it needs to go, but as you break down glucose, lactate's part of that, and lactate can build up. And if lactate builds up in the body, it can make your body acidic, which can be a bad thing. So that's too. So if you have diabetes and are getting a CT scan and they're wanting to do it with contrast, the radiology tech or the radiologist should say, hey, tell me your medication list. They're going to say to stop taking metformin for two days after taking a CT scan with contrast. Or you can opt for doing it without. Okay. That's good. That's the big worry that comes with it. Just metformin. Metformin's the big one that comes with it. Metformin, I hope that helps. There's other drugs, too. There's a huge list of drugs that are contraindicated with CT scans with contrast, but that's the big one. The big the one. The picture's not the problem. It's the contrast dye okay. that they inject into you. All right. Thank you for that question. We're going to go to the next one here. Is there any situation where a type 2 would have to take insulin? Yes, absolutely. So uh, on the onset, insulin, you think, so remember, type 1 is insulin deficient. Mm -hmm. You make no insulin. Type 2 is where you are insulin resistant. It's very hard with here and here. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. What, what's my focus? Is my focus here? Your focus is there. Okay, got it. Okay, I need, listen, I've tra I'm trained. I'm trained. I need my spot. I need my focus. Okay, where's my light? <laughs> so type 2, insulin resistance. So why would you add insulin onto an already insulin-resistant patient? That just means we've gone beyond the help of the other antihyperglycemic agents like the metformins, Ozempics, Farsigas. So usually if you're going by textbook, the textbook is going to say if your A1C is over 9% on presentation or 9% with other combination drugs that you have tried for type 2 diabetes, insulin is indicated for that. 
it's a judgment call because you can be a little bit more aggressive with your combination medicines prior to initiating insulin, but that's when you can consider actually having it. The difficult part is kind of once you get on insulin, it's a little bit more difficult to get off. So another way to test for that too is to see what your endogenous insulin activity looks like, which means what are you making on the inside? Type 2 diabetes can progress to insulin-dependent diabetes. It doesn't mean that there's an autoimmune process going on like type 1 diabetes, but it means we've exhausted the pancreas. The pancreas, it's, it's done. At a certain point, if we exhaust it too much, it is done and will no longer produce as much insulin, which then insulin would be required for that. And does that make you, uh, does that put you in type 1 diabetes? If So type 1 is autoimmune. So okay. definition, if you're looking at a definition, it wouldn't be type 1, but you would be in an insulin dependent. doesn't mean you're insulin deficient. Does that make sense? Uh, totally. It's all technical because totally. type one diabetes is an autoimmune process. That is that is how that pro- that is the etiology for why those patients have to go on insulin. Type two diabetes is a resistant process, and it's more of a chronic issue dealing with genetic history and also to lifestyle modifications and choices. If your medications or your onset of A one C in your presentation is too much, you can go on insulin. And that's okay. Like, insulin's not the enemy. You want insulin. You want insulin in the right amount. If we can avoid it, that's great. But if we're having a high A1C, meaning there's a lot of glucose in your blood, nicking all the vessels in your blood, you're going to lose your eyes, you're going to lose your kidneys, you're going to lose your feet. So you got to make a decision. Insulin is better than that. Okay, so like you said, it is kind of up to discretion of the provider as well mm-hmm. as the patient? Is that just kind of a decision that you guys make together? Yeah, oh, in, in a perfect world, yes. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah. there are guidelines out there. There's great resources. If you actually Google type 2 diabetes algorithm, it gives you all the images of what the endocrine, the ACE, they're called ACE guidelines. It's the Endocrinology Association. They will give you clinical guidelines to say, if your A1C is here, if your onset is here, if you've tried this medication, what to do next. So that's a good little rule to follow. It it does seem like it's kind of a balance because you don't want to go on it too early because theoretically you want to avoid it, you know? Yes. And typically... Typically, if you presented with a really high A1C, you didn't know you had diabetes, I would use insulin initially to bring you down. So initially, do it for about a couple weeks to a month, a little bit of basal insulin, a little bit of short acting, just to bring it down. Then we stop that insulin and start the other medications. Okay. That's what I, that's, that's how I would approach it, or at least start metformin while you're doing that. Okay. To acutely bring it down and then to move from there. Thank you for that question. Thank That's you great. for that answer. I'm going to see if I messed up here. Um, sorry, guys, on Instagram. Instagram, what's that. up? Okay. Kelly's in the hoose. Kelly, what's going on? Olivia, what's going on? Olivia's in the hoose. Um, let's see what's going on here. Rachel's in Facebook. Let's Kelly's party. in Facebook. Man, um, we're... <laughs> <laughs> Your haircut does look good. Thank you. Tell Aaron Samuels his hair looks sexy pushback. <laughs> Your hair looks sexy pushback. Let's go to the next question. Guys, if you do have a question, put it in the comments. Uh, you can do that on any one of the platforms, uh, and we will try to get that during uh, during the show. We're going to go for about 15 more minutes. We're going to try to uh, cap it at 30, 30 minutes today. Um, okay, this next question is, 
everybody in my family has type 2 type diabetes. Am I destined to get it? Uh, I wouldn't say you're destined to get it, but I would say you're prepped to get it. So you, it's almost like... Hmm, that's a good analogy for doing this. You have a, an open field and you have mines all over these little, like, you know, that, like, what's that game, Mine Buster? Minecraft? Like, not Minecraft. It's where they have the little bombs everywhere. Yeah. And, um, it's an old school game. If someone could put that in the comments, that'd be awesome. It's an Is old it- computer game. You are, you have, if you step on the mine, if you step on the bomb, it can blow up. You are prepped in order for that to happen. So our job is to be able to avoid that. And to avoid that and to give you a roadmap is going to be through nutrition and exercise for sure. Because that's going to be the standard for starting any sort of regimen is nutrition and exercise. Nutrition is so important. You have to change nutrition. There's nothing good that's going to come out of a can of soda. It's just that we had a patient today. Nothing good's going to come out of it. I mean, two, those cans of sodas are purposely made to be addictive so that you buy another one. Uh, We have to be cognizant of that. So the destined to get it just means that if you do things with the modifiable risk factors with nutrition, proper lower carb, higher fats, higher proteins, in addition to exercise, you're, you're going to avoid, you would not be destined to get it. But you have the genetic predisposition to get it more easily should you not do those things. So when you say a genetic predisposition, is that because of the family history? Yes. Or is there like a, an actual thing you can test for? There is, to my knowledge, there is not. And if someone does know that, they can please send it in the comments. There is not a familial pattern or a, like... Type 1 diabetes, there is. There are certain markers that you test for. Zinc transporter 8. There's, I I believe, an insulinoma, IAA2, and a GAD65. GAD65. There's four autoimmune antibodies that you can specifically test for to see if you have that, if you're going to get, or what your risk factors for type uh, 1 diabetes are. Type 2, there's not one that says that. Okay, super fascinating. Or also not helpful. That's not going to be helpful with testing. And I think that's important too. Robin and I in the clinic today, we're talking about testing. Testing is great. What's going to come out of the test? So with, if if there is an expensive genetic test, that's going to say, Hey, you have a genetic predisposition for type two diabetes. A family history alone is going to tell you that. And it's not going to change your treatment patterns. You're still going to eat well. You're still going to exercise. You can still do berberine. You can even do some low dose metformin. It's not going to change much about what we do. Right. So you can't, you can't just like say, okay, I have a a family history and, and, and ignore the lifestyle changes that have to happen or, or say, say you you come back negative with the test then it's like, okay, we're good to go. We can do whatever we want to do. Yeah, no. It no. doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Right. Family history alone will help dictate that. And there's not anything that's standard on panels two or by endocrinologists that utilize that test, if there were a test. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Thank you for that. Testing is important to know what do you want to get out of testing? Thank How you. is that going to change your treatment decisions? I'm just going to I'm, I'm going to bring these guys in just because I want to say hello to... <laughs> hello, Johnson City. <laughs> that is uh that is our johnson city office right there as rachel olivia and kelly <laughs> that was um, a, a short promo i think they <laughs> wanted a little bit more screen time <laughs> kelly kelly and i both have a uh, type 1 diabetes kelly gets very excited about it she loves it 
<laughs> I think they want to say a little bit more. That was that was super quick. Um, we'll bring him back bring in there back for, in for a sec for uh, for a short sec. Uh, hello, everybody. This is that's, a Johnson the Johnson City crew. The Johnson City office is in the house. Thank you guys for for being here. I saw you guys on on Instagram. Hello, Instagram, whoever's with us over there. Uh, we got the crew here. Guys, how's everybody doing? It seems like all three of you have your own copy of Andy and the Beats, the children's book. Is that correct? Yes. Yep, that's what I heard. You don't go anywhere without it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank JC you all for being office here. office in the house. Go and JC, see everybody in Johnson City. JC yes. office is in the house. Um, all right. That was fun. I'm glad. I'm actually, I'm really glad you guys came. Thank you for being here. Um, let's see what we got here in the comments. Hello, Kimberly. Yes. Thank you for, for hanging yes. out. Um, we're going to be taking questions here in the next couple of minutes. So if you have them, uh, go ahead and put those in the comments on any one of the uh, channels here, and then we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and sign off if we don't get any questions, which is totally cool. Um, let's see here. I'm gonna go ahead and put this up here for those who are asking about the book. Um, this is yes. This is the title. Um, Andy and the Beats: The Story of a Young Boy Being Diagnosed with Type One Diabetes, um, who f- goes on a journey to try to find the cure for diabetes. And to at some point, maybe on this podcast, we talk about what's out there as far as cures for Type One diabetes. That's very interesting. It's a very interesting topic. What they are studying, what they are doing for it, and is there one? Yeah, it's actually, you know. Um, it's pretty fascinating in terms of there is a lot of hope. And I think the, the, the big message of the book is that, you know, you're not alone. There's a lot, of, there's a lot of people out there who are going through similar things and it's, it's nice to lean on other people. It feels good to be loved. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was very sweet, Ben. I appreciate that. That's good. Ben doesn't have diabetes. He didn't have to have braces, didn't have diabetes, never got sick. So there you go, Ben. Kelly and I, <laughs> diabetes, fake teeth, um, sick all the time. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> ben does suffer from the gum disease known as gingivitis, but that's it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You that's know, re- that's a quote from a movie <laughs> line. It's a quote from a movie line of our lives. Yes. Yes, Larry. It's a you quote from suffer. reality. You do not suffer from the gum disease known as gender. No, but we do like to ben say Ben does brush twice a day. Loves it. Well, I definitely, I brush twice loves a day. It. I floss. Ben loves to floss. I'm Flossing a, is good. I floss. Yep. So that's good. <laughs> Guys, uh, it doesn't look like we're getting any questions, um, which means that we should go get something to eat. Let's get something to eat. This we're, is great. We're going to get something to eat. I appreciate you hanging out with me. How does third- a type one approach food? That's a good question. That's a great question. We'll do it for next time. How does a type one approach food? I don't know. I, I'm going to find out tonight. You'll have to find out tonight. I'm going to for you viewers, you're going to have to tune in next week to find out how we approach food. I'm going to. It's going to be. You're going to be on the edge of your seat. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. It's interesting. It's fascinating. Guys, uh, thank y'all for hanging out with us this evening. Uh, we do this every single Thursday at around 7 p.m. 
we do our live Q&A show, and I'm hoping I'm not missing any questions. Uh, if, I, if I have, I, I apologize. Um, we will get to those. Um, oh, okay. We oh, did. Yeah. We, yes, we are. Yes, we are. We are gonna give away a book, and yes. I, I'm not sure how we're gonna do that. Can you give me? Can you give me a signal um, on how we're gonna give away a book? Do we have a a um, a drawing that's being taken place? Oh, we got a question, Luvina. I'm hope I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, thank you for the question. We were we were needing questions. We this that's is awesome. this is perfect. That's I'm gonna go question. ahead and put you up. Um, diet or exercise, which is more important in controlling diabetes? That's a great question. Oh, that's a good question. My short answer is both. <laughs> both are really important. Exercise is going to get glucose to go into the muscle. So you want glucose out of the vessel and into different parts of the body, in the vessels where you don't want it. If it goes into the muscle that is stimulated by exercise, so it's been proven to decrease glucose. However, your insulin response is, I think, more related to what you eat. If you exercise all the time but eat like garbage, you're gut you are what you eat. That is absolutely true. So if I had to choose between the two, it would be diet. But normally, if you're looking on traditional medicine through algorithms, they're going to combine those with diet and exercise. But I look at more, um, and even Robin in our Knoxville office is very big on calling it not diet, but nutrition. We often call it diet, but really it's a lifestyle. It's Nutrition is a way of life. And I think that eating lean and choosing very specifically what you eat and what sources you get that food from is pretty probably a little bit more important but that's a great question that is a good question it's a really 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 good there's question. that saying that you can't you can't out exercise a bad diet and i'm assuming that that applies to diabetes and abs are made in the kitchen abs are made in the kitchen that's correct that's another one too correct so because what goes into the tank to fuel the car the car may still go but if you're putting dirt into the tank it's not going to run as well so your exercise will improve with better foods as well and specific nutrition for diabetes-related, type 2 diabetes-related um, issues, it's going to be higher fats, moderate proteins, lower carbs. Higher fats, moderate proteins, lower carbs. Low, low carb. And when you say low carb, give us a, a gram count. So I would say very low carb is going to be below 50. Keto is going to be below 20 grams. 50 to 70 is low. Okay. Yep. Hope that hope that helps, Lavina. Thank you so Thank much for, you that, for question. that question. Thank you. Um, we do have one from. I'm assuming this is the green room. I'm just going to go ahead and put up from YouTube, uh, so people can see. As a diabetic T1, so someone with type one diabetes, do you ever think you can get rid of it via supplements, diet, etc.? Oh God, that's a good question. And um, the, the the answer is no. Not get rid of. So getting rid of type 1 diabetes has not been shown. That's not been proven. You'll see some clinics that are outside the United States that say they can stimulate the pancreas in order to make beta cells again. Um, type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune issue. So the beta cells are gone. They no longer make insulin. So that's not going to be regenerated with supplements. That would be part of stem cell therapy in order to regenerate those beta cells. Right. However... There is something called trial nets. Trial nets 
is a uh, program that you can get involved, like you could have gotten gotten involved in it. Ben chose not to. He didn't have any problems. So um, <laughs> TrialNet is where you can test to see if you have antibodies. You, you can have antibodies for type 1 diabetes without clinical manifestation of type 1 diabetes. Should that be the case, they sometimes enroll you in studies to see if they can prevent the progression or the seroconversion to type 1 diabetes manifestation. Does that make sense? That makes sense. You have the mind. You have the minds out there. The minds haven't exploded. Are they going to? What are your chances? Is there anything to help get rid of them? There has been one study where they put kids on high dose omega threes and vitamin D, and they prevented type one diabetes until they got off of them. Just, really? Yes. It's anecdotal. It's not been proven to say that that's going to prevent you, but it's also not going to hurt. Omega threes and high dose D. Mm-hmm. How much D? Like 5,000? There weren't doses. With this particular study, this was done. It's not, I don't even know if it's published. It's one that I worked at a clinic that did this particular study. It was one case where the kid had all antibodies for type 1 diabetes. His mom had it. He should have gotten it. He had a super high chance of getting it very soon, within six months to a year. He took omega-3s, vitamin D, and he did not get it until until he stopped taking it when he went to college 10 years later. Wow. That's crazy. It's really exciting. So there's something to your immune system. What is good for your immune system? Low inflammation from omega-3s and vitamin D through the immune cascade. And the follow-up to that is the stem cell replacement. Is that going to be a thing? I, hopefully it is a thing. Yeah. It isn't too, the only thing that I see that being an issue is that if you have antibodies that are directed towards beta cells and then you regenerate and make beta cells again, is that re, the beta cells may be killed off by what you regenerate. So there are some studies to where they're trying to teach other cells in the pancreas to make insulin so that they are not susceptible to autoimmune attack, hmm. if that makes sense. Okay, and, and Luvina looks, there's a follow-up here. Uh, thank you for the question, uh, for one, Luvina. Thank you. Um, what would you have to say about intermittent fasting with diabetes? It's the bomb. Yes, the bomb. Luvina, yes. Yes, a thousand percent. Intermittent fasting, a great reference for that is Fung, F-U-N-G, nephrology. He's a nephrologist from Canada that has great printouts or great uh, graphics on his website on what intermittent fasting is and how to approach it. It's not just skip breakfast. There's a thousand different ways to do intermittent fasting. The idea is you're shortening the duration. So you're shortening it up uh, so that you're not having an insulin response to food for a long period of time. So I think it's absolutely great for people with diabetes. And even with type 1 diabetes, I practice intermittent fasting except for today. I wasn't. I didn't do it to that. You didn't do it to that. No, I failed. <laughs> I was That's hungry. okay. Just get back. Just, <laughs> just get back on tomorrow. I failed. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I forgive myself. If anything, I'm learning from therapy. Forgive yourself. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> of the many things I'm learning from therapy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, that's great, guys. That's gonna do it for tonight's show. We are These are go- great questions. These are really good questions, and we really do appreciate the questions. We appreciate you guys hanging out. Um, we are going to figure out how to do um, this. The giveaway. The giveaway, the giveaway for, the, for the book. Here we go. I'm going to go back to Don't this book. Don't go away.
Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.